Unbreakable Dad Podcast, episode 20, Client Success Session with Craig Sim. Let's go! What's happening team? Welcome to episode 20 of the Unbreakable Dad podcast. As always, I hope we're feeling good. Hope we're having a fantastic week so far. And in today's episode, it's going to be slightly different because what I'm actually going to be doing is giving you an insight into one of our client success sessions inside the Unbreakable Dad program. Now, we run these sessions every two to three months and basically what they are is being able to bring in someone that is inside the program and be able to unpack their journey and share their journey with the rest of the lads inside the program and it's an opportunity to basically look at what has been working really really well for this individual to allow them to achieve the goals and success that they have had but then most importantly what are the challenges and barriers that they came up against but then how did they overcome them and these are always really really powerful sessions they go down so well with the rest of the lads inside the program and this is why we continue to do this and this is actually going to be the success session from a client called Craig Sim. And Craig has worked with me for nearly three years. And within his first six months, actually dropped over two stone in weight. And this was actually during the lockdown period. But one of the most impressive things about Craig is it's not just about that original result. The result is obviously great. And um, he's been you know operating on a whole new, new level since then. But literally since then, He's been able to maintain his body shape and maintain his standards consistently week on week. And this for me is the real result because the result is one thing, but then actually being able to keep the result is a totally different ball game. And that's why we got Craig in to share with the lads um, exactly how he's doing this and the breakdown of it because he's one of the most consistent clients that I have and he's one of the most consistent guys inside the program. So many guys look up to him and go, you know, he is always just showing up and always just working away in the background and Craig hasn't done anything spectacular with regards to like running a marathon or doing a triathlon or anything like that he's just been consistently working away in the background which sometimes is the best way to be is not to make a big song and dance about it literally just to um, continuously show up uh, with the one percent every single day it's what I talk about on this podcast all the time yes okay going out and achieving big runs or big achievements and um, you know things and, and challenges like that which um you know take you to that next level is absolutely brilliant and you know there's nothing wrong with that however there is a place for some people that don't necessarily need that and they just want to be content and happy and craig's got an incredible family incredible balance he's able to enjoy himself at the weekends fully immerse himself in everything to do with family and still be happy still be fulfilled and still maintain the standards and the shape that he is in so we're going to switch over to the session it's the recording from uh last week uh which was when the session was uh t- when the session t- uh, took place and um, i'd absolutely love to know off the back of this what 
your biggest sort of insight or thing that you can relate to or action step that you're going to take from what Craig said and a part of his journey and plug into your own routine and your own journey because that's why we do these sessions for the lads inside the program. I've never ever done this on the main public podcast. This is the first time I've done this, but I thought, no, this is such an inspirational journey because it's not just about the result. You know, one thing, getting the result of like a before and after photo and seeing people lose a huge amount of weight in a short amount of time, that's all well and good. But it's actually now how we're keeping that, how, we, how we've been able to sustain that. And uh, that's why I wanted to use this as an opportunity to not only um, you know share this with the lads inside the, the program, but also with you guys on this podcast. So I'd love to know off the back of this, what your biggest insight or takeaway off uh, that you're going to take from this session is. And um, yeah. I hope you enjoy this session. If you haven't uh, been with us to um, experience the client success session yet, then you're in for an absolute treat. For those that have, you know how powerful these are. And essentially, um, it's just an opportunity really to, um, in a nice way, just unpack <laughs> an individual who's done really well on the program. And um, I said, like I said, two years on the on the uh, event uh, page, but... Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's nearly going to be three years. And is it going to be in April? Three years, isn't it? It must be, yeah. It's a quick three years. A quick three years. It has been yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's actually been nearly three years, uh, which I didn't realise until I sat down and started to talk about this with Craig and start to map a few things out. But as always, the structure of this um, is just to allow allow us to actually go through Craig's journey, look at the ups and downs, look at what's worked well, look at the pillars, um, and even if you just take one thing from Craig's journey himself, from tonight, that is what this session is all about. Because at the end of the day, as we say all the time, success leaves clues. And Craig's had an incredible journey. And I think one of the biggest things that you'll probably find with Craig is the consistency behind it. Because there's one thing, getting the result. There's a lot of good results that you guys have had, but then there's another thing actually being consistent with it. And Craig has had his ups and downs, as we all have. But there's been a level of consistency there. And that's really what we want to probably unpack the most tonight um, as to how that is actually being able to uh, be a possibility and what we're doing and like that. So uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to shut up because it's not about me tonight. It's about the main man. Uh, let me just actually uh, pin us two so we can um, uh, be the main starlight and get the uh, main man up here as well from there. Cool. So as always with these sessions... We'll kick off with where we actually first come across each other with uh, Craig coming into the program, which was, correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, April 2020, right? Yeah. Which was yeah. just before just before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Cool. So give us give 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 the lads a little bit of an idea as to where you're at right then, how you're feeling, kind of what kind of drove you into, I think it was at the 10 day trim at the time, because it's obviously been so much changed over the time. Yeah. So it was like a 10 day trim, uh, which is like the uh, basically what the five day five days is at the minute. Um, but yeah, obviously a lot has changed. You've been through so many different iterations of the online. You were pretty much the start of uh, my own online coaching. You were one of the first yeah. people that come in and actually started to do stuff um, regularly with this. So yeah, give 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 us a bit of a, a snapshot, an idea of like where you're at, what life was like uh, for you back then before you were uh, before you actually jumped into that ten day trim, buddy. So Ellie was born in 2018, so she'd been two at the time, terrible twos. Um, obviously being a father, I had no routine, takeaways all the time, tired, put the weight on, became unhealthy, and then I got to a point I thought 
I need to do something about this because I'm not I'm not happy. Yeah. Just my moods my moods weren't very good and I just didn't feel happy myself. Um, and then what, go on, mate. Go on, Karen. And then your random thing appeared on Facebook with it. It was a free time they had trim and I'm quite skeptical with stuff like this, but I've got nothing to lose. I've got everything to gain, so I'll give it a bash. And here we are, three years later. Which is crazy, man. Which is crazy. And obviously, a lot of the lads here would have done the same thing of like, who's this weird guy that's uh, saying that he can help <laughs> me out? And um, Mouse, is good. Mouse would have just seen me shouting in the middle of the field and went, oh, I might give this a go. Let's just try and boot camp. Um, and like you say, nothing to lose. You give it a try. And there's obviously so much out there. But ultimately, I think it comes down to, yes, giving it a try, but then also actually fully committing to it, right? And I think with everything over the course of them first 10 days, that's what we saw straight away. And what 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 did you find within them ten days where you were like actually this did you feel like something clicked within them first ten days that you were like nah this this is actually now going to be a long term change or do you feel like it was just I need to this is this has been a good start I just now need to keep this going. I think I'll always remember that you said trust the process. And the first couple of days, I started to notice a difference. I thought right, this is actually working, so I'm going to keep keep going where I'm going. Yeah, and you're right enough. Trust the process. Keep consistent. It worked good awesome I'll, um, no, I'll never forget that quote but even to this day i'll still remember just got to trust the process keep going yeah and again it's something that I'm, I'm that's right exactly and that's the and that's the thing and it's 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 them sort of things which you, you can you can hear these things and you can you can take them on and that sort of stuff and go oh that sounds quite good it's like it's like when i do these sessions all the time there's certain things that might click or might you might remember but it's actually one thing hearing it and going, oh, that's 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 something that I might be able to do. But actually then like embodying it and and, and um, you know committing to it is a, is a whole different level. So we then moved into, I think it was a six week thing, wasn't it? It was a, it was a six week program at that, at that stage. Because then we were doing, um, it was basically as we were just moving into lockdown and this is where the, uh, the birth of the, the live workouts and the love of that's the live it. workouts started, wasn't it for you? Yeah, absolutely loved it. That was, that was three days a week back in lockdown when nobody had nothing to do. Exactly, yeah. Three days a week. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, is that right? Yeah, because it aligned with the with the boot camp. Obviously, the boot camp lads weren't able to to uh, have their sessions outdoors because of lockdown. So I think at that time I was doing like five alongside obviously what you guys were doing. I think I was doing lives on the on the main page and all that sort of stuff. So I'm sure I was probably doing about five or six lives a week at that point because, like you said, there was nothing else to do. But it's crazy to think that. Every like pretty much every single Wednesday now, obviously we're doing one live workout a week. You're there <laughs> smashing out that live workout. What do you what, what do you find so much about the live workout? What what do you think they've been so consistent with that? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not so sure. I just really enjoy the different variety, and I like seeing the guys smashing it as well. They keep me going. I yeah. know there's a couple of guys in lockdown. I was really struggling with some of the live workouts, and just to hear them like helping me push it through. That made a massive difference. Yeah. And I think for you, more than anything, it's just a massive part of your week and it's like a time and a place for you. Oh, definitely. You know I mean? and like I think... that's nothing. That's the plan for a Wednesday night. Everybody knows my plan. is I've got my record half past seven. And that's it. Nothing, yeah. nothing changes that unless it's something drastic. Yeah, 100%. And I think that that's what we're probably going to now start to see as we start to um, look into these different pillars now is I feel like the big part of your success has been you've just made it an appointment in your life it's just part of your life now do you know what i mean yeah, that's exactly. the thing like it's easy at the start to be like i need to make these changes and you start to almost make sacrifices 
but then for it to maintain and be able to make long-term success like you have it has to that has to work around what you're already doing it has to become like you know your your uh, your wife and, and and family know that wednesdays now is like half an hour you're going to be jumping about the living room smashing oh. some dumbbells trying not to put them through the, the low ceiling that you've got it's like it's uh that, that's what it's become so Let's dive into um, let's dive into the pillars. And again, this is for, for those of you that haven't been on one of the success sessions before. What we tend to do is just break down the the four pillars with inside the the program we work on, which is obviously uh, body, mind, family, and career. What we usually do is just break down body, mind as an individual, and then kind of just do a collective um, one at the end with regards to like family and career. And what we're basically looking at here is a vast quake to to prepare a few things and just kind of think about these things, as, just so you have some structure and sort of um, value to take away from each of these pillars, which is basically we're going to be looking at his biggest wins and achievements within these pillars. We're going to be looking at the biggest challenges and barriers that he's had to overcome. So we can actually look at, right, what were the things that cropped up, which may resonate with a few of you guys, but then also at the same time, um, how we overcome them. But then also the lastly, we're then look at, right, what are the biggest lessons? What is the biggest potentially bit of advice that he has for anyone else that needs to be consistent within these pillars? So Craig, let's, uh, let's start with the body pillar and let's start with, biggest wins and achievements that you can kind of identify within this pillar for you over the last nearly three years? So the first, when I first started the program was 15 stone six. That's the heaviest I've ever been, the most unfit I've ever been, the unhappiest I've ever been. And my lightest was 12 stone seven. The 12 stone seven to me is a little bit too skinny, if that makes sense. So my ideal weight is like 13 stone six, which I'm about there now, which is good. So just losing that weight, that improved my football, just improved my weight, my happiness. Felt a lot more confident. <laughs> a 12-foot mantle. <laughs> um, what else I yeah, my clothes fit a lot better. I had a t-shirt and a shirt that I really liked when I was younger. And I managed to get back into that, which is quite amazing, because I've never fit for years. So yeah. that was quite, like, wow, this actually fits now. I never thought I'd fit again. Yeah, my stuff still fits now, which is good. And so I thought when I'm a parent in my thirties, I'm probably fitter now in my thirties than I've ever been in fifteen years at least. When I was at my peak, that's amazing. So I was probably say, probably in the best shape I've ever been. Yeah, one hundred percent. Not right now after Christmas, but I was. And that's the thing. Like, I'll get there. That's that's the thing, and that's what we'll probably get to in a minute. Um, you've been at your like you say worst with regards to heaviest but then you also like probably because i know it was basically within them first six six to seven months wasn't it where we pushed it pushed it pushed it to that kind of 12 uh 12 and a half stone mark and we've obviously got the, the, the before and after of that where it crops up every so often and everyone's like whoa how have you done that craig but it's the realization of like that was the first part of that process right that was that yeah, first yeah. initial six months um it was then afterwards which really i think where's the biggest result has actually come because like we said, anyone can get a result in that time and it's a serious amount of weight to lose in that time as well. But then it's about now you've actually found a weight that you feel comfortable at and you almost now have like a minimum or maximum. So you know, if you push it too far, it's going to actually have more of a detrimental effect on energy and kind of, you feel like you've gone a little bit too far. It's it's like, it's like when we look at the the, the client journey for everyone right now, that's that shit zone, right? It's that kind of where you push it too far, where it's like you look great, but you actually are almost starting to, um it's it's not really serving you um and then obviously you now know that you know when you want to enjoy yourself to when you have to rein things in which is what the focus has been for you at the start of this year um but when did you kind of decide that like the weight that you are now like what what kind of 
what kind of stands out to you is like i know that i'm i'm good at this at this weight if that makes sense like you can be consistent at this weight because obviously you've been as far as 12 and a half stone you've been as high as you are now so what yeah. kind of made you realize that the weight that you are now is maintainable and it and and what does it almost give you on a day-to-day if that makes sense uh probably sounds weird but when i first met Mosa, i was 13 stone three and i was in quite i used to go to the gym and quite a lot three four times a week pretty good physique fit and healthy and then i thought i'll never get back there and then i have it's still constantly good and because i'm consistent like my diet is really good during the week so i still have time for treats at the weekends so i don't feel like i'm ever dieting at all like i if i want to eat something i'll eat it but then i'll know if i've had a bad day on a monday i'll write it in on the tuesday and the wednesday thursday i just i just don't know it's hard it's hard to the hard to describe yeah. like being organized that's it and i think i think the reason it's probably quite hard for you to describe now is because it is just part of what you do do you know what i mean like, yeah it is it is that and i think that's the biggest thing that we kind of want to tap into here is just how you've embodied this lifestyle now this is this is what you do and that's really the key to be able to maintain as long as you have so moving into i have a feeling where, where you'll probably mention what you were mentioned here but um it, you know we could go down so many different angles with this the challenges and barriers that you feel like you've had to overcome over the course of the last nearly three years what stands out for you um, probably lockdown, but I used that to my advantage. People would say that was a challenge, but to me, that was actually my turning point. So I actually thought so that's not a challenge, really. That's where the magic bike appeared. The magic bike, yeah, that's it. Magic bike. So, talk to us a bit about that, because there will be a few that will probably remember that, but then we'll, we'll have, others will have like, no idea what, what the magic bike was. So I decided that because I hate running, um, there was a lad in my work selling his bike, just a mountain bike, nothing special. So he sold it to me for £10. And this bike ended up doing over a 1,000 miles. <laughs> it was uh, 40 miles a day, every day in lockdown, without fail. Amazing. Rain, sun, you name it, I was out. And, and I really enjoyed it. Bearing in mind, you live like as north as north as you can get in Scotland. Yeah. The weather gets pretty pretty hectic up there, right? And the hills, the hills aren't the best, but like you say, you got to no pain, no gain. And that's what's brilliant. Okay, and I think from that early stage, that's where you started to. I think that that's probably when looking back at that now, I haven't really thought about it until you just mentioned it there. Like lockdown, obviously, it was a it's totally different lifestyle to what we are in now. Like hopefully we never have to actually go back there. But like we say, for a lot of you, you know, there's a, there's a lot that um there was, there was a good core group in that in the group at that time, and it it as as bad as it, it sounds, it almost was a, a blessing in disguise for a lot of you because the distractions and all the temptation was taken away, right? It was that flex of there was not, we had nothing else to do. So the fact that, that that was the the um the focus for you and then like you say going out on your bike rides because there was nothing else to do, it actually helps you build that discipline. That's what we we're talking about last week, right? Yeah. It's just like we show up regardless, we do it. And like you say, you 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 um you kind of really thrived off that. So do you feel like that now looking back at that with regards to how consistent you are on a day-to-day basis when you face challenges when you've got things going on and obviously i know you were ill last week as well so when these things crop up do you feel like that initial kind of discipline that you had really helps you build the challenges and get through challenges that you face now um yeah possibly yeah around the fact that i know for a fact and don't ever want to go back to 15 stone six because i know how unhappy and unhealthy i was yeah. and i know that that's not good 
for Ellie, my daughter. That's not good for her, seeing me like that. And I want to be a good role model and show her that be as healthy and as happy as you can. Yeah, love that, mate. Love that. And it's kind of what I was said on the, the, the podcast this week as well about almost identifying that turning point, that starting point of like, you know, almost where you've, you, you've made that decision to, to make a change. And I think reminding yourself of that as to why you can't go back there, because this is the thing. It's so easy to become complacent. You just start to normalize how you feel. You just start to normalize everything you do. And then you start to become complacent. And then before you know it, you start slipping backwards where you feel like you've been operating. Okay. But then all of a sudden you're back, you know, 10 pounds heavy and you're like, how's that happened? So it's just that remind constant reminder of like, there's all, there's always got to be that step forward. There's always that got to be that movement forward. It's not just like taking massive jumps. It's just that continuous evolution of what we do. Like, you know, I said it at the start of the year, you evolve or you die. Like you can't just stay the same because otherwise you go backwards. So it's just that continued focus of, I think that's what has served you well over this time as well is you've not just settled, like you've been consistent, but you've always been like, what can I do next? What's the focus? What, what, what where am I going to push myself next? And you're just constantly exploring, which is good. Finally, mate, on this section then, biggest kind of lesson or any advice that you would kind of throw out to any of these guys that you feel like need to fo- focus on being more consistent within this kind of body pillar? Obviously, just stay consistent and just trust the process. Um, what I used to always look forward to was like plan a blowout day. So I'd maybe like be good for a couple of weeks and say, right, this will have a, like a reset day. So I'm going to have a takeaway. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to drink what I want, eat what I want. And then I'm going to go again as of tomorrow. Have a reset day. That worked, that worked great for me. Is that something you still do now? Would you say? Um, probably not as much because I just I eat what I want when I want now. Like I said earlier on. But um, if I was to go, if I was to get in a good shape for like going on holiday on summer, yeah, I'd probably would I not do it again, yeah. So you'd almost you'd almost build. I mean, it's never it's never been the point where you've been super restrictive anyway. But it's no. almost from like it's almost like, I suppose it's that mental reset, right? It's that like almost uh, let me just almost get this out of my system for a day. But then it's about the really biggest thing with that, and I know you've done is like the discipline to go right. You you cut it off and you go. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's, yeah, that's the biggest that. thing with that, um, which I think is good. And again, some people will be able to do that, some people won't. But it's just really what what works for you. So. Team, let's get you guys involved within that section there, within the body pillar, with the the wins, with the challenges, with the lesson or the advice you just put there. What is your biggest sort of insight, takeaway, something that you can relate to off the back of that? Pop it into the chat because these are always just good things to be able to note down and go, right, yeah, I can really resonate with that, whether that was trust the process, whether it was that kind of mindset mindset sort of reset uh, or reset day um let us know what do you resonate with the most what is it that you got from that section on here is there no way you would is there no lockdown would you yeah that's a good question while, while, while people are doing that if, if you think if lockdown didn't happen this is mouse's question do you think you'd be in the position you are now craig uh, that's, a good, that's a good question um probably not probably not as good mm. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have had the time to put in that as much effort on the bike. Fair enough, it's only maybe an hour, but probably not now. Yeah. I might have been closer, but I wouldn't have been as good as what I did. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. I'd agree. So, Scott's put um, 
is that important to still live your life and have reward and reset days, etc.? Yeah, 100%. I usually quite, uh, Ali, I'm usually quite similar and controlled eating during the week. Allows for flexibility at the weekend, although with the school holidays, it's a bit harder at times. Yep. Um, I have a blowout day and have a good schedule on the day and have my hair down, uh, if any. Yeah. Uh, just uh, put as much into the process and do the work. Yeah. Love that. So feel free to put more in if, um, if, if you want, gents, with regards to what you took from that section there. I think, as always, it's just always just good to have a little bit of a, um, you know, a debrief with this so you can just put some action steps in place for it. Let's move into the, um, the mind pillar then, the, uh, the, the focus on the mindset. For you, Craig, what's been the biggest win or achievements in this section here? Prioritising my work, family and social balance, 100%. Um, when I first joined the programme, it was just all work, work, work. Never really spent much time with the family. They they were, although they meant the world to me, they were the, at the bottom of my list. Everything else became before them, which I never realised at the time, but looking back on it now, it's definitely 100%. And how how did you go about that? How did you, was it more just a realization thing of like, fuck, like this needs to actually change? Or did you, did you actually actively start to prioritize and plan things in? I think it just got through some of the modules you done. Um, when it was like brain and stuff like that, it made me think, like, made me like think where my product is laying. Um, so right, something needs to change here. Even stuff we put when you first got Guardian, maybe was it last year, year before, some of the time stuff just makes you think. Like take people, I was taking them for granted without realizing I'm taking them for granted. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's easy doing. I think when you're prioritizing different areas, especially career as well, like it's easily done because that's you feel like that's that's where your time and energy needs to go. But yeah. sometimes, like you say, you you have to have that realization, you have to have that awareness to be able to to, to look at um how you can start to change things. I know. I think it was um, end of last year. I'm sure it was like end of last year. You you almost like called yourself out on slipping back into that again, wasn't it? Because I remember doing well, a shout yeah. out for you. Yeah, like so, that. Did, so when you start to see that happening now, is there any kind of warning signs or things that, that stand out for you when you start to kind of slip that that way again, where you're not privatizing either yourself or most importantly family? Is there anything that stands out for you that you look out for? I'm quite bad at saying no to people. So if somebody asks me to do something like a job, I'll just say yes. Whereas I need to, I have learned now to say, well, no, or no, I can't do it until such and such. Instead of saying, yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll do it the following week. And then before you know it, that just adds up. And then I've got no time for myself, no time for the family. and So that, yeah, it's not, it's not a good life. Yeah. I think there's a lot of guys in here that will probably struggle with that as well with regards to people pleasing and something personally for myself. Like, it's hard to... It's, it's hard to say no at times. You know what I mean? You feel like you have to always, yeah. um, you know, be, be, you know, you know, there for people, putting people uh, else first. But ultimately, like you say, and the focus there, your the, the win and achievement of this is how you can now start to value and prioritize the things that are important to you. And if anything then comes in, you have now the confidence to go. Do you know what? No, that's not. That's that's something that I can't do. That's something that's not gonna. It's actually now going to take me away from what I want to do because of the, the, at the time as well. Obviously. I'm sure when you were overloaded and weren't prioritizing uh, family and yourself, you weren't in a good place, right? You probably weren't weren't very a nice person to be around, or weren't being a in a great headspace, right? No, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, just moody and grumpy and tired. Yeah, and I just think an effect on everybody. That makes everybody else grumpy and tired. And yeah, hundred percent. And I think this all comes down to, and again, what we speak about in the group all the time, it's about the awareness of 
these things that is happening because sometimes we'll just get so caught up in the chaos of life and just accept it for what it is. Just accept that that's life. That's, that's how it should be. Whereas in actual fact, it's just these small little tweaks and changes and ultimately saying no to certain things that are not going to serve you to then open up that kind of mental bandwidth and also time to, to allow things in your life that you can actually enjoy and be present with. Because like we say, sometimes we're all guilty of just living in the chaos and just almost being in the room, but not in the room. And then it just doesn't serve you. You don't feel fulfilled and you don't feel satisfied. And then obviously that, like you say, has an impact on, on those around you as well. So moving into it, it might, it might kind of cross over a little bit here, but I don't know what else you you, you feel like uh, you could put into this section with regards to like challenges and uh, and barriers that you found when it comes to your own mindset over the uh, over the time in the programme, buddy. Yeah, probably the same. Like you said, too much work, um, being tired. I've managed to go over the tiredness, like sometimes alarm will go off in the morning, I'll hear the rain. No, I like a morning walk. I'll hear the rain, alarm will go off. Nah, not today. I'll sleep, maybe put it on sleep for five, ten minutes. And then the alarm will go off again. It's just right, get your finger in the gear, let's go. And then we're up, we're away. Yeah. 90% of the time. That's it. And I think anyone that's uh, doing morning, morning routine or getting up and doing stuff in the morning knows obviously a lot more of you now. Every single person feels like that um, in the morning and have mornings like that. And it's totally, uh, it's totally normal. But because the, how long has the morning walk been a thing? Because it's not, it wasn't from the, from word go, was it? Obviously lockdown, you didn't really need to worry about anything like that anyway. But like, how long has the morning walk been a, a, a thing for you? Because I know it's only been quite recent, hasn't it? Yeah. So ever since the, the bike, the bike broke, I've never actually bought a new bike. Um, as you know, I hate running. It's a lot of, I could maybe get the steps up. Um, so I used to do like a walk at night time, but then I realised that I finished work at six o'clock. Time I see Ellie, um, the summer farm, I have tea, go for a walk. That's the night finished. Like I've like no time to myself, no time with my wife. Um, so I thought, right, if I could get up an hour in the morning earlier, which is easier to do, I'll get out of the way in the morning, and then I've still got the night with the family. Yeah. So that worked. That worked really good. I think that again just comes down to prioritizing, prioritizing isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, Prioritize family in the evening, apart from a Wednesday night at seven pm, <laughs> um, and then um, prioritize the boys on a Wednesday night. Exactly, but that you say that sometimes. I mean, I'm sure if if we all had a um, a choice here it probably wouldn't be that we're doing stuff really early in the morning. I'm sure we would um, you know, choose to do it at a time more suitable than where we would actually uh, probably you know, enjoy it that little bit more. But I think the reality as dads is we have to accept that we're not going to be able to do things when necessarily we want to. It's more just about the convenience of it, uh, which I think is the, the, the most important thing. So I think for you, um start the pipe farm, but no brakes collection only. There you go, Craig. You've got your bike right there. You don't need you don't need brakes in 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 Scotland. Can deliver it from it. <laughs> Love it. Um, any lessons or advice within this mind pillar for for you, mate? Um, yeah, I would list your priorities in order of importance. If it doesn't, if it's not important, then get that right down the bottom list for sure. Um, do things in your terms. If somebody says oh, I need this done by such and such, so unless this your job obviously I was like doing different bits on the side but so I'm going to do things on my terms if I can't do it then that's just tough I'll do it when I want to do it um, 
just be organised and be prepared for the next day or the following week. Just be be one step ahead. That helps massively, 100%. Love that, mate. Be one step ahead. Everyone's now going to go into work and get sacked. Because we're like, no, I'm doing it on my terms. Quake said. <laughs> apart, apart, from, apart from the work stuff, yeah. No, nah, joking, man. Like I say, it's um, it's it's again, like you say, right, actually writing things down and um, like you say, prioritizing with uh, with absolutely not. I'm a, I'm not a brave man. <laughs> happy life, happy life. That's it. That's it. Um, team within that mind mind section there, what would you say your biggest insight, takeaway, action step thing you can relate to within that section there? Would absolutely love to know. And then we're going to move into the final section here before we wrap things up. For me, definitely, like you say there, being one step ahead. And I think just, I think sometimes when it comes to prioritizing as well, it's easy to go, yeah, I need to prioritize myself. I need to prioritize family. But that, like you've just said there, actually write it down so you can visually see it. And the things that don't serve you or kind of pulling you away from, um, <laughs> pulling you away from things that are important to you, like put them bottom of the pile, like you say. Uh, don't go cycling in Scotland. There you go. <laughs> Uh, definitely setting barriers um, and being able to say that no to things. Yep. Uh, uh, being selfish when you need to be. Yep. Uh, morning planning is easier to deal with and have more time after work. Yep. 100% Josh prioritizing work isn't always the best decision. Yep. 100%. And I think again, sometimes we just become accustomed to it, right? We just accept it for what it is, but there is always things that we can be focused on is always things that we can just raise awareness of and just make small tweaks, small tweaks of like Craig has said here, uh, which we can do. So let's move into the final bit. And it's up to you, um, Craig, with this one. That's why we do this together because one for the time aspect, but also because it's different for everyone with regards to like family and career pillars uh, as to like what um, success looks like for you within these and what the kind of um, big sort of parts of these players have been for you uh, but within kind of family and career or both or if you want to put them together whatever's, e- whatever's easiest for you mate sort of biggest wins and achievements within uh, within this section here buddy um, probably prioritising the family more over work and having a lot much better balance just in general with friends family even just myself like making time for myself more than mocks and stuff and um as I said before, realizing when you're being a shit husband and actually doing something about it before it becomes something major. Like knocking the head before it becomes an issue when it shouldn't be. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful uh, one there. That's a really powerful one. Just talk and be more honest. Just be honest with people. Say no to people. Um, in terms of work stuff, I'm a joiner on the tools, but I've been thinking about going in the office for the last year or so, I was like, should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? So there's an our supervisor job coming up, so I'm going to go for it next couple of weeks. So see what we're doing there. Cool. A few things I could take from that. I think the biggest thing, is what you just said there about almost calling yourself out is to like when you're not, you know, stepping up, being the husband that you feel like you should be in like, and, and with that with family. Um, and I think, like you said, communication comes down to that so like in them situations is it that you are literally just like um open open uh, honest conversation with melissa and be like look you know is there anything that i, I need to be doing better or do, do you have them open conversations to help with that do you say a hundred percent yeah hundred percent so i'll just maybe just sat her down one night and says right just have a chat about things and what's annoying you this is annoying me what could be done better what could be done different what's good what works what's bad and just work on it for there. Yeah, 
Is that a regular thing you do, or is that just more when you feel like you've dropped the ball a little bit? Just when we normally drop the ball. Which is not very often, to be honest, but we both kind of realise when when it's not working as good as it normally is, that we'll sit down and chat. No, and it normally works. It's normally done and dusted then and then, which is good. I think it's just taking almost the emotion out of it, which is easier said than done, but just putting that on the table and just being like, look, open and honest, like you say, what is working, what and and then um, you know, working working from that. What is working? What do I need to do better? How are you feeling? How am I feeling? And just having that open dialogue yeah, exactly. again can can be can be difficult sometimes for certain relationships. But I think the more open you can be within the people in your household and the people that you ultimately have an, an impact on and doing all this for, um, because sometimes when you get caught up in wanting to improve yourself it can actually sometimes go the other way as you like then get so motivated and so caught up in your own journey. You end up then not really communicating it with, um, with your behalf or, or, or people around you. So it's, it's almost that constant battle of like actually communi- communicating is, is going to be the, the, the big thing here and the big focus of it. Um, being honest with people or something I hate to <laughs> for some reason. Mouse's um, Mouse's superpower is just telling people exactly what they need to hear when they need to hear it. It does that to me pretty much most weeks, uh, which is really <laughs> helpful. Really helpful. Um, and I think the other thing you mentioned there about is obviously now looking for uh, career progression. Like I think it's now actually looking because you've how long you've been on the tools for? Um, Seventeen years. Yeah. And what makes you feel like you need to make a change, or is it is it just that natural next step? Is it is it is that yeah, is that just there? Not- Probably just that's just natural there, I think. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to be on the tools on my day so my body gets ripped to pieces. And it's a nice, nice, cozy office job with a tea <laughs> and the heating on in the wintertime suits me perfect. <laughs> Everyone that's got an office job now will be like, it's not what it makes out to be. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, no way. Uh, you'd be want to be back on them tools no uh, in no time um that nah, and i think that a lot of that i think just personally for me from what i've seen it's just a confidence thing of like going Do you know what now i'm gonna go for this like because i'm sure before you're probably like oh no I'll, I'll just kind of be sat i know you're generally okay with your job and it's, it serves you well but now it's actually really good to see you starting to stretch and go no i want to start to explore this and i know you when you were really unsure about going for that first interview, weren't you? Like yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was like late last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we all just went like, what have you got to lose? Like you've got the experience of it. And now obviously you've got another opportunity, you know what to expect. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. That's almost like a, another um, step. And that's the biggest thing with, with this whole program now. It's not just about you getting in great shape and all this sort of stuff. It's now actually now filtering in to your career with the confidence that you now have in yourself to go, no, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go challenge myself in that area as well, which is which is mega. Um challenges, barriers within this area, what, what would you say stands out for you, buddy? Trying to do too much um with not enough time. That was a challenge. Like taking on too much. And then again, like unsure whether I should go into an office job. Have I got the ability to do that? I've like like confidence issues there probably. What if I don't like it? all this like I'm I'm quite bad at like thinking the worst case scenario but I'm not as bad now as I used to be but I always think oh, what, what, what if this goes wrong instead of saying well this could like the Gary stuff's helped with that like oh well think of the positive stuff that might not happen like think positive first so that's that's been that's been really helpful nah, bang on mate and I think 
I'm sure a lot can, um, yeah, what Master just said there, it's just it, a lot can resonate with it. It's like, you know, you start to look at it and go, what if, what if this happened? I'm, I'm, I'm very much the same sometimes when it comes to my business. It's like, what could happen here? What, what, you know, but when you're making decisions or big, like, big things that could impact certain things, um, I think it's just totally nat- natural and normal to be like, you know what, this is, uh, you know, th- th- this, this, this could happen or this could hold me back. But it all comes down to a confidence thing. It all comes down to like having that backing of going, well, if it does go wrong, I'm just going to learn from it. If it doesn't happen or if, if it doesn't work out to where I want to be, I'll change it. And I think that just comes down to the conviction and, and mindset of yourself, which I think goes back to the mindset um, sort of wins and everything that we've had there as well, which is, uh, which is uh, perfect. And again, um, it's now just being able to push forward with, with these things that we're looking to do. Finally, in that section then, with regards to like lessons, advice, or things that you would kind of like to share within this section here with any of the any of the lads. Um, don't take anything for granted because you're not guaranteed anything. Um, Realise what you've got and if things are going wrong, don't wait until it's something major. Get it knock on the head before it becomes something big. Get it when it's small and squash it. That's the way to go. Mate, that's super powerful. Super, super powerful. You've been listening to Vaughan an awful lot about gratitude and taking things for granted. Nothing's guaranteed, but so, so true. It's, it's, it's simple, but it is so, so true. Um, you know, enjoy what you got right now. I think again, sometimes talk of the devil. Look who's just uh, look who's just popped up to in the waiting room. The main man Vaughan. <laughs> he obviously heard you mention that. I'm like, hey, up. Oh, that's uh, that's what... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, um, that nah, I think that's I think that's really really powerful. And Vaughan, I know you've just come in, mate, but we've just been talking about the importance of gratitude that um, Craig's just mentioned there, and I think that's probably rubbed off on some of the stuff that you've mentioned there and said before. And yeah, really powerful statement. Nothing's guaranteed, and because um, I think as as always, again, sometimes we can just be so caught up in the chaos, like we said, we, we just don't actually enjoy what we've got going on right now or we don't uh, we, it's easy to take for granted what we've got going on i think i mentioned it in the podcast a couple of weeks ago with the talk at the uh, glasgow event um about it's like it's a privilege to be able to go out and train and push yourself and explore what you can actually do like you know as much as that's a challenge and sometimes you you can um resent it but actually is you know we're, we're lucky to be able to do that so looking at these things in this perspective can be really really powerful so uh team before we wrap things up within that section there what's your biggest takeaway what's the biggest thing that has hit home for you there and i imagine it's probably what he's just said there to be honest uh for a lot of you but i would love to know and um we'll wrap this uh and if you do have any questions for craig anything that he's mentioned tonight um that you um want to throw at him this is your time he hasn't prepared for these things, so we'll have to see how he is on the spot. <laughs> um, Scott, never take uh, never take it for granted. Love it. Open and honest with the family, and more importantly, with yourself. Yep, love that, Lee. Let's get a couple more of shares in with what it is that um, we took away from that. Can you fix my laminate in the living room? <laughs> Are you a Celtic or Ragic fan, Craig? Money United. Come on, Josh, you should know that. He turns up with his Man United top on every Wednesday. It's only it's on for two minutes, though. And it's off. I know. Why Man United? Just out of interest. If you've, because you've always, you've always been up in Scotland. Um, because, so, my granddad was a big Aberdeen fan. And Alex Ferguson was the manager of the Aberdeen at the time. 
Right. So when he went to Manchester, I pretty much grew up with my grandparents. So um, that was just tied onto me. Man- it's a really Manchester nice way of saying I'm a glory hunting bastard, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also an Elgin City fan, mate, so that's definitely not a glory hunting <laughs> Uh, Ali's just said it there as well, which I think we're all thinking because Scottish football is uh, dreadful, and uh, and he's Scottish yeah. as well, so he's he's admitting it right there. Um, well, it's just it's not it's not well. I know it hasn't been um, in previous years, but it's normally just between them two anyway, isn't it? But then let's face it: if we actually put Celtic and Rangers into the Premier League, would they actually stay in the Premier League? Would you reckon? No, it's always one of them, isn't it? It says it. It says it as it is. Um, Craig, at this point, is there anything else that you want to kind of add or say before we go into the final question and wrap things up? And if there's anything that the lads that um, want to um, put into the chat quickly before we uh, wrap things up, do let us know. But Craig, anything you want to kind of add at this point or say to the lads? Um, Wednesday night, half past seven, there's a live workout, so get yourself there. 7pm, p- mate. Oh, 7 7 p- 7. <laughs> Maybe it's 7.30 is the best for them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, uh, what's going? On? What's going on? Coventry have. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. Uh, how many live workouts have you missed in two years? That's from Ali. I, I, I don't think it's many. I could probably count on the. I could probably count it there. Um, I'd probably miss more than him. I'd probably miss more than him. Probably. <laughs> I've probably missed. I've probably, um, you know, not showing up for some of them, and he would have been there. So he, he, if if they would have happened, it would probably be ahead of me. Um, I see. I see. Oh, awesome. All right, team. So as always, I like to finish up with this question, and it's always interesting because um, I know it gets everyone thinking this, and I know um, it can always be easy to overthink it. But we always like to finish up with the final question on these success sessions, which is for Craig: What does being an unbreakable dad? mean to you good sir so there's a couple of bullet points here being the best version of myself that I can be not becoming complacent and just plodding through life being a great model to Ellie and also my family and friends being consistent 90% of the time and understanding it's okay to have an off day here and there having a healthy balanced lifestyle boom boom mic drop they're the new, they're the new Unbreakable Dad uh, Ten Commandments, by the way. <laughs> he's, just, he's just literally plucked them. Absolutely love that. 